Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. Call free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Good afternoon, everyone across the state of Mississippi or on the World Wide Web, wherever you might tuning in the Eagle Hour. We're glad that you did make that choice today. I'm Kelly Sander, along with producer engineer Will the Thrill Tony. We're in the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg. Our buddy Luke Johnson is at the same studio in Laurel. On the program today, we're going to be talking with Patrick McGee about uh, the Saints. Uh, disaster last night against the Rams and the That's playoff. A nice word. Yeah, and the playoff implica- implications that go along with that. And then a name that you'll probably be hearing a lot about heading into uh, football season next year: John White, the outstanding uh, young quarterback that has signed a letter of intent with Southern Miss. He will be joining us. And then the voice of the Ole Miss Rebels. Now you're going. Now oh, wait a minute. This is a Southern Miss show. No, we get that. Yeah. But the Eagles are playing. The Rebels, a very good Ole Miss basketball team tomorrow yeah. down in Gulfport. So um, uh, nobody knows better about the Rebels than our guest a little bit later on today. This first segment brought to you by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Probably a little bit late, you know, for maybe the – I don't know. You never know. They can you might pull, get it in for New Year's. Yeah, or they, they might be able to pull off some miracles here for, you for Christmas. Although I don't think they do Christmas geese or figgy pudding. No. I don't think either mm-hmm. of those are on the no, not on the menu. But we appreciate uh, their support of Southern Miss Athletics and what they do for this program. All right, from NOLA.com, our buddy Patrick McGee, who is uh, sporting his dog Blue, who's quite a chick magnet, and on uh, social media today, Blue getting some likes with his latest picture. But um, something that is not liked were the results of last night's game where the Saints just really laid an egg in the first half and could not overcome that first half, losing to the Rams. And Patrick, as we welcome you, where do we? Well, let's let's first of all talk about the game, and then talk about where we go from here. Uh, two different halves, but not enough to overcome. Yeah, it was. Uh, they had a couple of fourth down situations in the first half that didn't work out for them, and, and the one that really killed them was the one right before halftime, where they were just over midfield, uh, fourth and five, and failed to get it. Uh, so they give the ball back to to the Rams, and they go down the field pretty easily. And it goes from a 10-7 game with Rams leading to 17-7 Rams at halftime. So that really sealed the deal. The Rams had missed the field goal, and the Saints had gotten a big TD pass from Carter Shahid uh, to make it a you know a competitive game. And then it went back to being uncompetitive. You know, uh, it was. It was it was just more of the same with the Saints team when it comes against quality when it comes against quality competition. Really, the only I think winning or solid team they've beaten this year is the Colts, and they, I think they caught them on a week where they could just really kind of take it to them. 
so yeah, this this just it just kind of history repeating itself. Uh, the Saints just do not show up against good teams. Uh, they just they get kind of taken advantage of. Uh, you know, uh, this team's uh, an old roster, and it just feels like they're aging. You know, every third week, you just kind of reminded that these guys are a bunch of thirty somethings, just kind of hanging on a little bit. Still, a lot of good players that are older, uh, but they're you know they're just their best days are behind them. Thirty so, to thirty yeah, to twenty. Do do? Yeah, go ahead. No, I mean how you how you think this is going to get better? I don't know. Thirty to twenty-two, the final score last night. A lot of those points coming on junk points there at the end of the game when when the Rams knew they had the game in hand. So Derek Carr is this is is Carr a good fit for this team or is the the system that he's in just not what it needs to be for for maximum points? No, I mean I, I don't think Carr is the reason this team is where it's at right now. Uh, you look at Carr's numbers; he had one interception uh, last night. One, you know, overall, I didn't think he was awful. Uh, everybody wants to point at Carr, but I think this is a really a uh, the flaws are kind of across the board. Uh, especially on you know on offense and defense and and the coaching staff, they're just not getting the best out of this team, and that's pretty obvious. I thought they would make changes a year ago on offense on the offensive staff. They didn't do that, and here we are a year later, kind of facing some of the same issues. Uh, can't get over the hump. Just really mediocre brand of football. So yeah, I you know you can point at Carl all, all you want, but really Carr is not the root problem for this team. The uh, the the one thing that I did blame him for the interception was horrendous, like it was yeah. super terrible. But anyway, Ramchek was out last night. How much of Carr when he's played bad this year is is the offensive line? Um, Patrick, yeah. you know, it was last week he and McCoy got into it, but I mean, rushing last night, thirty five yards, yeah. Kamara nine yep. for nineteen yards. It, it, are we looking at you know a lot of the offensive woes? Are you can point to the guys up front? Yeah, part of it. Uh, I think they've done a better job of pass protection. I mean, early in the season, it was horrendous. You know, with that pinning at left tackle uh, and and really not consistently being able to run the ball. I think I think that's just the deal. Is like the inconsistency is just pretty clear. I mean, every week's going to be different in the NFL, but it's just one. You know, one team's going to be able to find a way to kind of uh, uh, find the weakness or the uh, you know what. what what kind of kryptonite they have to throw at them? I mean, it, it just seems like every week they're, you know, against quality competition, a better coaching staff is going to beat that team. You know, uh, but yeah, the offensive line is problematic. They're all, they're a little bit banged up. Ranchek was out. Um, you know, pinning hasn't panned out. Just a lot of the personnel decisions in the last two or three years just haven't just haven't worked. I told you this off air. Um, first time in a long time I've fallen asleep. I, I fell asleep right after the Jawan Johnson touchdown. I was totally disinterested. I didn't know if I was more disinterested or the Saints players themselves were more disinterested last night. It was – they didn't look like they wanted to be there. And so here's the question. If Allen does not get let go – so I want to ask, throw that to you, and two-part question. If Allen doesn't – or what's got to happen for Allen to, to get let go or to keep his job – if Allen is retained, I mean, what do they? They got to they got to make a change with Pete Carmichael. They have to. Yeah, there's they really. I mean, I would be stunned if there weren't. You know, if Allen stays on, that they wouldn't make pretty significant changes, especially on offense. I think you would basically just have to reboot that entire offensive staff. I, I mean, I just the, the the fans would be in such an uproar and just disgust if this team doesn't make the playoffs and they don't make changes on offense. You have to get. 
have to get more creative, have to have, you know, uh, uh, somebody new in there to really kind of rethink this thing, you know. And and that's got to happen. I, I don't know why they didn't do it a year ago because all pressure was on them to win this year. And it was pretty clear that there had to be a change made there. So I, I don't know. Um, He's 22 and, and company, 46 like, they like to as a head continuity. coach. I'm sorry. Say that He's, again? He's twenty-two and forty-six as a head coach. Right. He's right. he's fourteen and eighteen, and uh, I I just scrolling through social media last night. It's just like, what are we waiting for? Somebody was joking, get you know, yeah. tarmac Kiffin treatment. I I understand he's a dude or whatever, but the point is, he has he has doesn't have a proven record at all as a head coach, and I just don't know why you don't. Right. Why, why would you keep him though? Yeah, I don't. I mean, you can't win with a coach who just spits out cliches. You know, and, you know. I like. I think Dennis Allen is a nice guy. I mean, and maybe that's part of the problem. I don't know. Uh, it's just you know, it's just it's it's pretty dull, and I think the players are pretty bored. You know, with the direction of the team and and just showing up to practice every week. Nobody seems particularly fired up. Well, we we need to get Dalton Hilliard back. <laughs> Yep. Hello. Are you are you guys still with me? Uh, so, Patrick, where for the playoff situation now? Saints. Obviously, the only team from that division that's going to win is the division champion. Right. So, how does the math work out here for the Saints with two games remaining? Well, I mean, you're, the Saints are sitting and watching on Sunday, and they just have to hope. You know, the best case scenario is both those teams kind of fall on their face this weekend. You have the Bucks playing the Jags, and off the top of my head, I can't remember exactly who the Falcons are playing. You may be able to find that real quick. Uh, but you know, I, the Falcons looked really bad last week, and they could easily fall off. The Buccaneers could certainly lose to the Jaguars, even though I know the Jaguars are dealing with injuries at quarterback. Uh, so it's unclear, but we'll see. I mean, the Saints very well could could win the next two games, but I don't think they'll beat Tampa. You know, I, I just don't think that's going to happen. So. Uh, just right now, I, I, the Saints are probably going to be on the outside looking in. And Falcons they, uh, host the Colts on Sunday, and the Colts are decent, you know. But yeah, Colts, Colts are playing well. But the Saints lost to Tampa the first game, but beat the Falcons. Yes. Uh, well, they get they they lost to the Falcons. Oh, they so did. So they lost to they lost to Atlanta and Tampa. Yeah. Right. Oh they, boy. These are must win, and they need yeah. a little help. You know. I think they were saying last night on the telecast about a twenty-four percent chance that the Saints can get into the playoffs. That's high balling, right? No, yeah. yeah. Now, if they, if they had won the game, they would have been in a good spot because they would have had a chance at the wild card or in the division title. Um, but now, no. Well, that's the latest from New Orleans, and of course, uh, you USFL fans, the New Orleans Breakers are no longer that uh, the USFL combining with the XFL. The Breakers were one of four. Uh, four teams in the USFL that are ceasing operations. I think the other ones were Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh Maulers, uh, the Michigan Panthers, and the Philadelphia Stars. Um, So you'll all be able to sleep well tonight. Patrick, we hope that you will sleep well and have a very Merry Christmas. Give Blue our best. Yep, y'all have a great Christmas. Thanks for having me. All right, Patrick McGee, second time on the show this week because of last Sunday and then the Saints playing last night. Luke, who do we have coming up? It was bad. It was just bad. It was bad. I'm thankful that I don't have to – my Christmas Eve isn't worried. Go ahead and get it out of the way. Hey, coming up next, David Kellum, voice of the Ole Miss Rebels, going to join us as we look forward to uh, the Biloxi Bash tomorrow, Eagles and Rebels in the Coliseum. Eagle Hour continues on a Friday after this. The Eagle Hour.
Southern Miss to the top. Eagle Hour continues on a Friday. Appreciate Patrick McGee from NOLA.com joining us. Saints taking it on the chin last night. Uh, Dennis Allen looks like he may still be the head coach. Many Saints fans scratching their heads as to why, but anyway, we won't have our Christmas Eve ruin now. Now the Saints have already lost. Anyway, appreciate Patrick's uh, visit with us today. Second segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you every day by Campus Bookmark on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Our great friends down there have all the Golden Eagle swag that you need, and you can uh, shop online anytime, campusbookmark.net. They will be open, of course, today and tomorrow, last-second Christmas gifts at Campus Bookmark. Well, tomorrow at 1 o'clock, special Christmas gift uh, for the state of Mississippi. Golden Eagles taking on the Ole Miss Rebels in, uh, in Biloxi at the Coliseum, and happy to have joined with us now the voice of the Ole Miss Rebels, David Kellum. And uh, we'll just call it 40-plus years of broadcasting. And, uh, DK, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, no problem. Looking forward to talking to you guys. Just, let's, you can just say long time. Let it, long let time. It I like it. I like it. <laughs> and, and let's start there. I mentioned it, in, in, uh, I mentioned it during the break. It, it's very intriguing for me uh, as somebody who just dabbles in high school sports and junior college sports in a state to have Jim Ellis, David Kellum, and John Cox all doing it for their schools for almost the exact same amount of time. It's rare that that happens, David. Yeah, it's really cool. And uh, we've been friends for a long, long time. We'd, you know, we'd rather beat each other than breathe. But uh, John's so good, does a, does a wonderful job, and we've known each other for so long. And Jim and I, too, of course, been in the same league. We're going to cross each other a little bit more. Uh, and Jim's just fantastic announcer, and uh, it, it ha- it's really unique. Uh, there's only one other uh, announcer, as far as baseball goes, that I know of that that goes beyond us, uh, the three of us being in the same same state. But we love what we do. We get paid to sit in a real good seat, and there's got to be some degree of talent as well. But uh, we really do uh, appreciate each other and, and respect the, the years that we've all put together to this point. Got to see your uh, your perch at the state championship games where you call football games. Really nice yeah. and uh, pretty pretty cool being up there. All right, let's uh, let's shift gears tomorrow. This is uh, this is cool. Um, not just for the fact that two teams will win in records. Ole Miss top twenty five team undefeated. But um, David, pretty cool that we're getting this game two days before Christmas. And uh, just a salute to both athletic departments letting it be a gift to the state of Mississippi. Yeah, no doubt, especially the Gulf Coast folks. I mean, you're doing all the shopping, trying to get ready for Christmas and running all over the place. And I know the coast is beautiful at Christmas time with all the lights and all, but to have Ole Miss and Southern both there give you something else to do. And, uh, you know, I know the, the, the common thing is to say, let the men go watch the game and the women go shop. But I got a lot of women friends that get on my tail for that. They want to see the game too. So <laughs> it's going to be, uh, I'm sure, a good crowd, a lot of fun. And, uh, both teams will get after each other uh, in that one for sure. So tell us about this Ole Miss team, 11 wins, Chris Beard in his first year already with victories over NC State, Memphis, Central Florida. You just took down a Sunbelt team in Troy uh, last week, or I'm sorry, earlier this week. Uh, what's What's been the strength of Ole Miss? Well, it's been unique. Uh, we've just found ways to win, and especially at the end of the games, uh, doing a great job there. Chris is a phenomenal coach. Coach Beard does a really, really good job. But I think the, one of the keys was to get this current team to buy in and buy in quickly, and I think they have. And he's an incredible teacher, and I, I've been really impressed with him to this point. And, you know, we, we really barely know him 
but he's doing a, a great job in that regard. And I think the, one of the keys is to get Matt Morrell back, Jamie Brakefield back, uh, for those two guys to be there and to, to make a huge difference on this team. And then a lot of the portal guys that have come in have just jumped in there and done a nice job. And now with this waiver craziness that was going over the last few weeks, we got both of those guys eligible in CSA and Brandon Murray. Um, and, and so we got some good pieces, and they're playing well and just seem to be making the right plays at the end of games. And uh, you, you will see how far that can go, but you, you really like the depth of the team, too. I mean, you've got a lot of uh, plug-and-play pieces to this team. Yeah, David, this is Kelly Sander. I, when Kermit Davis was hired there, of course, he's got some ties to Southern Miss, but, but I think everybody right. thought that was a great hire. And and nothing, not no attack on Kermit Davis, but why why didn't it work? It just it, it's worked everywhere else. Why didn't it seem to work there? Well, and that's a great question. You never really know because I thought it was a fantastic hire too, and he came out of the gates doing a good job. And Kermit is a wonderful guy, great coach. And I think sometimes we judge them too quickly on wins and losses. He's had a ton of success at different areas. Middle Tennessee was really good. Had early success at at Ole Miss, but I mean, our league is just a grind, and sometimes, you know, your best efforts, you still can't quite get it done. It doesn't mean he's a worse coach than some others. I just think that, uh, you know, he just couldn't get the success for whatever the reasons may be. Uh, Injuries were a a key at the tail end of Kermit's run as well, and sometimes we marginalize those, Uh, but they're very important, especially in basketball. If you lose a player or two, that that gets you in trouble in a hurry in, in hoops. But a great man, did a, did a lot of good things. And Chris Beard has been very complimentary uh, about him and the players that he left for them to use and how how Kermit has continued to reach out to Chris about, uh, you know, different aspects of the Ole Miss program. And so he's continued to be very, very helpful, uh, even though, uh, you know, he's no longer the head coach. So those are, those are all positives as well. But, you know, just put your finger on one thing, what happened, it just basically gets down to, you know, wins and losses. Well, there are a lot of people that are that are you know might be uh, early in their play by play careers that obviously learn a lot from you and some of your colleagues that you already mentioned. But right. with your experience, is there anything that you've learned from some of the young bucks that that you really like about their style? And if so, who is it, and and what do you like about them as play by play people? That is a great question because you know we recently had this event um, that that was at uh, French camp where we invited a whole bunch of announcers, high school, JUCO, college level, and, and old senior citizens like me. And we, we came together, and I just wanted everybody to kind of meet each other. been wanting to do that for a while, and Jason Crowder did a good job of getting the French camp people organized, and French camp was fantastic. But anyway, I'm giving them a bunch of love before I get to the, the, the answer to the question. But, yeah, we had, we've got a lot of young people that the, the business is different from, from when I got in. When I got in, it was basically radio. That was it if you wanted to be a broadcaster. Now, with all the live streaming and different things that are going on, you can do your high school games without access to a radio station if you need to and so it's it's opened up some more opportunities for more people to get involved and and i i listen to a lot i listen to high school announcers i can't tell you i know they steal a lot of stuff from me because they listen to me all the time but i I can't tell you how many times i've heard some little catchphrase i said god that's pretty cool i think i may use that on our broadcast you know uh so you you get things back and forth i think the style 
uh, that, that we all grew accustomed to was to paint an incredible picture, make you feel like you're there. And I think if you're doing radio or, or anything that doesn't have visual aid to it, you still got to be in that mode. And I think some younger announcers aren't and need to be, you know, need to be more to paint the picture and be more descriptive and, and what have you. But several of them are very, very good and do that. Uh, already and and yeah i'm constantly trying to learn things and and see how people describe particular things you know catch phrases change throughout the years and and i've been one of those that's tried to adopt different things not one particular person but just listen to a bunch of several different people yeah when growing up i think vin scully was the model that everybody set for themselves and and now right. now on the national scale kevin harlan i think is the one just his energy and yeah what he brings yeah. to the table those this is this is an art form, folks. Yeah. You know, this is not something... I think I think the mistake, and it gets your reaction, David, and you too, Luke, a lot of people think that you can, oh, well, I played the game. I can just sit behind the mic. It's not it, that easy. There's a lot more to it than that. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Uh, a lot of preparation involved. I teach a class at Ole Miss in the spring that they've allowed me to do on sports casting, and it's one of the first things I talk to them about is prep, prep, prep. Uh, you gotta you gotta be descriptive when you actually get on the air, but there's a lot of prep involved. You don't like the prep part where you do game notes on players and tendencies with teams and those kind of things. You can drop in and flavor your broadcast. If that's not what you like to do, then you don't necessarily need to do uh, this particular job because I think when when you get to the point where you get to the point where prep is a problem or is a burden. Uh, then it may be time to hang it up. I still love doing prep and finding out little tidbits about you know different players and different things that are going on in the game. David, uh, about a minute left. Uh, obviously, you mentioned uh, some of the studs for Ole Miss, Lamar, Flanagan, Merrill, and, and Murray. Who's a guy that will be a difference maker off the bench that Golden Eagle fans need to keep their eyes on? Well, and that that could be pretty much anybody. I would uh, I would think that you know when you look at the bench overall, we haven't had quite the production. I think that Chris Beard would would like to have, but T.J. Caldwell has been fantastic in the starting role in the, in the bench in his career. Uh, so I think that you know he's done a really nice job there too. But it could be one of several. Uh, that could be in there. We're going pretty deep, eight nine, without uh, too much hesitation of using several different people. So I, I don't I don't know if there's any one particular individual, but uh, I think you'll see a pretty good balance of of folks that that come in. Brandon Murray might be the new one that falls in that category. You know, the LSU Georgetown transfer recently yeah. became eligible. He is super super talented. If he had. If he had been cleared before the season started, probably would be in the starting rotation. But, uh, you know, Jalen Murray's done a great job as a point as well for Ole Miss. And so there's a lot of balance. I don't think Chris is too much into the starters and the guys coming off the bench except just yeah. good minutes played and be solid in those minutes. Southern Miss excited to get Andre Curbelo back. He uh, played his right, first game as well. Right. should be fun tomorrow. Um, real quick, have you ever called a game in the Coliseum? It's been a long, long time. I missed the last one. I had a football conflict, so somebody filled in for me. But the the, the first time we were down there, uh, I was there and, and loved the coast. My mother's family's from Gulfport. She passed yeah. away several years ago, but we've got several relatives in the Gulfport area. So I love the coast and used to live on Highway 90 and just ran across the highway, jumped in the water. You might get <laughs> hit today if you do that but but when i was a kid i lived uh, in gulfport and had a wonderful time on the coast yeah D- we gotta go dk merry christmas thanks for joining us 
You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Appreciate David Kellum, the voice of the Ole Miss Rebels, joining us in that previous segment. Golden Eagles and the Rebels tip off tomorrow in Biloxi at 1 p.m. Third segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you every day by 4th Street Bar and Grill on 4th Street in Hattiesburg. Home of the 995 lunch. It is Friday, so they serve catfish today. Your loss if you missed it. 4th Street, proud sponsor of the Eagle Hour. Luke Johnson, Kelly Center, Will Tony from the Southern Bancorp Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Signing day just uh, 48 hours ago, and one of the uh, the names that really excited Golden Eagles is uh, John White, the quarterback for Madison Ridgeland Academy, or MRA. And John joins us on the phone right now. First off, John White, thank you for taking some time to spend with us today on the Eagle Hour. Yes, sir. You're welcome. I'm happy to be here. So, uh, man, when this signing list, uh, when, when everything went official, um, your name was one of the, the tops that Golden Eagle fans were, were looking at. And you've been committed to Southern Miss for quite some time. Just, just kind of let us know, you know, how that original commitment happened and, and, you know, why you ultimately decided to, to play in Hattiesburg. Uh, yeah, I've been, I committed to them before my junior year, actually, which is not many people, uh, have the opportunity and do that during their high school career. So it was, it was great to get to do that and lock in where I was, where I was going and kind of, I didn't really have to feel that pressure for the next next two years, my junior and senior season of, of did I have a place to go and that type of stuff. So it was great to get to do that. And uh, and the, the reason I, I really did that so early was was me and Coach All built a we built a, a great relationship um, over the over the past few years. Um, and I really like what him and the, his coaching staff have going down there, and I I want to be a part of it. So, uh, you know, you, you mentioned that relationship you have with Coach Hall, and, and he's a Mississippi guy. And has it sunk in yet? I mean, when what got, you know, your, by your name every single time during recruiting was this is the guy that threw for the most passing yards in Mississippi high school history. I mean, that's, that's prolific, man. I mean, you're the best to ever do it. I mean, as you sit a couple of days out from Christmas, your high school career over, what does that mean to you to, to have accomplished that feat? Uh, it was it was a great looking back on it. it it's kind of a bigger deal than than when it really happened because I was I was more worried about on on winning the game and the season and and the players around me and, and winning our football game. So I wasn't really wasn't really focused on it. But looking back on it now, I feel great that I got to and thankful that I was was able to do that and was able to stay healthy and and have uh, good enough guys and players and coaches around me. Uh, to be able to allow me to do that, so I'm I'm very thankful and blessed to to have been able to do that, Kelly. But what are some of the challenges, John? Now, as you step from a high school field onto the college field, when when you're going to hear those you know those quiet voices, oh, there's John White, there's the guy that set all the records in in high school, brings with it uh, brings with it a little bit of pressure. How do you expect it to to change? Uh, I do. You know, college. Everybody looks at it now is like a business. Either either you got you got to win or or something has to change, and in high school, you know, you you only uh, you're you're the guy in high school on on a team. You're the leader of that team. But when you get to college, everybody else is everybody else is good. You, know, you always have a replacement trying to trying to come for your job, and so there there's a lot more pressure. I feel like um, in college to get the job done. Now you will, unlike a lot of your soon-to-be teammates, you will, as I understand, be joining the Eagles right after Christmas break because you've already done your high school curriculum. Yes, 
Yes, sir. That's correct. Okay, so so you'll be able to join them in spring ball. Spring ball. What's on your on your punch list now? Things you want to get accomplished this spring. Take us through it. Oh, really? Just to to learn the game. Um, I was blessed to have a great coaching staff at MRA with Coach Davis and uh, his assistant coaches. But I'm lo- really looking forward to getting under Coach Hall and uh, Coach Long and really seeing seeing how the game really works. Um, you know, in high school, you can only learn so much. In college, it's a lot more uh, terminology and a lot more uh, mental that goes into the game. And so I'm really looking forward to uh, to learning how the game works. And it's, it's going to be faster. And so I'll have to, I'll have to learn to, to make decisions quicker. And, uh, and so that's what I'm looking forward to. Before I send it back to Luke, I, I was joking off the air about – and. Uh, it has to be an NIL deal struck between you and John White Limited Clothier in Hattiesburg. And you've heard of this store. Uh, I've heard of it. I haven't. <laughs> but I have heard of the store before. It would make perfect sense to me, Luke. Kelly is all about brokering deals, John. Yes. So he will get his cut. So just heads up <laughs> on that. Anyway. Yeah. No, we're, we're joking. We had we had Caleb Moore and Jalen Owens, Luke Stewart from Oak Grove yesterday, other guys in this class. And, and uh, we were joking with them how you carved them up for almost 400 yards. But, but, man, when you look at this signing class, man, there is so much excitement around you young guys and, and just the talent. And, you know, you being a, a field general and kind of being the field general of, you know, the signing class, man, I know you got to be excited about the talent that's coming in with you. I am. No, there's no doubt about that. We, uh, we've been building this class for a while now, and I was the, I was the first one to commit so I could kind of – help coach hall recruit and reach out to guys and uh and do some stuff like that and uh he kind of used me as a as another recruiter out there and so i've been in contact with a bunch of guys and it's great to to finally see the class become official and uh and i think right now from what i've seen and been told is we still have the still have the number one class and so that is that is very very exciting for us we had craig bowman uh, head coach at hartfield uh uh, academy on it he said he was so glad you were in black and gold because he was sick and tired of you being in, in red and blue and mra he was tired <laughs> of playing you but t- two of those guys on his team chris jones and reed jezolowski are yeah. are golden eagles and and man the golden eagles got the the player of the year and mais the defensive player of the year and the offensive player talk about talk about a chris and reed if you don't mind man they're they're two of the best best that i've played against and i'm glad that they're going to be on my team, and I do not have to go against them anymore. They were both, they were both a handful. You know, they were the two guys that you prepared for uh, for that week. Um, and so I, they, they had a great year. Uh, and congrats to them on the state championship. I was, we, uh, we lost to them uh, by touchdown in the regular season. I was hoping to get another shot and be on the same field with them one more time. But they had a great season, and they're both great uh, electrifying players to watch. And so I'm. Looking forward to being in the same locker room, same field as them. John, um, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Well, I was just going to ask uh, all the numbers that you put together, John, in high school. How much of it were the receivers you had around you, and how much of it was, well, obviously your talent that goes unspoken. But I'm saying your receivers, and how much of what was scheme? Uh, that was that was a big part of it. You know, I was blessed to be able to play an offense that that throws it around a good bit. And uh, Coach Davis, uh, we do a great job of preparing for each week and each team of of what they give us and just taking what they give us. And uh, my receivers, you know, my first year, my sophomore year, I had Davis Dalton. I'm sure y'all y'all know who he is. He's at Southern now, yeah. Yes, sir. Looking forward to getting back connected with him. He was one of my receivers, and he was he was great while he was in high school and on my team. But, yeah, great players, great teammates. Um, 
great offensive line, great skill players, and, and great coaches are, are really what allowed me to, to put up those numbers. Um, you, you mentioned how, how good the class is, and uh, I told somebody the other day, you know, looking at this recruiting class, number one in the Sun Belt, you wouldn't think uh, that Southern Miss went 3-9. and nine. And I say that as a former player. So, I mean, I, I understand the, the dynamics of, of, of that. What, what inspired you to, to be unflinching and, and so many other guys? About hey we're gonna we're gonna help turn this program around this year doesn't define a, a program because you 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 stayed committed. Yes, I mean everybody looks at the three and nine record, but what a lot of people don't look at is how close uh, some of those games were. They could have gone either way. Um, there was a couple just one touchdown losses, and uh, there was a, a game in the early in the season that could have, in my opinion, could have changed the whole the whole uh, outlook of the season and the whole morale of the team. And so the, the record really doesn't define that team. They had a, a lot of talent and great coaches. And so our, I think our class thinks that we'll, we might be able to uh, – I mean, we'll be able to help and come in and tribute to, uh, to the team and, and, and getting, getting ready to turn it around. I know, I know uh, it's big uh, seeing who Coach Hall was going to hire as the coordinator. I, I know you got to be thrilled to have Chip Long, I mean, with his pedigree and his experience and a guy that, that knows Will Hall. I mean, that's exciting to be able to, to get plays from him. Yes, sir, it is. He has had a, he's had a great career already, and I'm looking forward to getting, getting, under, getting coached by him and, uh, and running his offense. And so I'm fired up about that hire. Last question for me. Um, Lots of Golden, uh, Golden Eagle fans uh, will listen to this interview, um, either listen to us live or go back and listen to it on podcast. What do you want them to know uh, about John White and uh, and and what you're going to bring to Golden Eagle football? Uh, I I feel like I'm going to be the be the hardest worker. I always I feel like I always have been, and uh, I don't like to I don't like to talk a lot and brag and stuff. I just like to do my own thing and work hard and. And prepare myself, and so I I feel like that they need to know that I'll I'll come ready to work and do whatever it takes to win. Good stuff. Well, well, John, uh, in a day where um, people are fickle in their loyalty and commitments, you were the first one, one of the first ones to commit in this class, and uh, we just want to man honor you for uh, for sticking with that commitment and uh, being committed to see Southern Miss football get back to the top. Thanks for spending time with us today. Yes, sir. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. It's John White, quarterback of MRA. The uh, the quarterback signing of this class, Kelly Sander, one of the best uh, prospects we've had in quite some time. Yeah. So when he's when he gets to be the starter someday, it'll be the Eagles whitewash their opponents, or we'll have the White Lightning does it again, or some of the, some of these. I'll say this: I think you know, to be the age that he is, very mature for his age, articulate, it, it, too, articulate, yeah. and and being able to speak well. Um, it's Sander, are you really going to try to take a cut from him if you broker that deal? Yes, he is. <laughs> hey, a man's got to do what a man's got to do. You know? Last segment before Christmas. Eagle Hour finishes up after this. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Great stuff with John White, Southern Miss commit, signee at the quarterback position, one of 30 new Golden Eagles. Fourth segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by DBAT and D1 Training. 
on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg, dbathattiesburg.com. Pro shop still open. you got a chance. Go by there. Get a bat. Get a glove for your kids. Last second Christmas presents all at dbat and D1 memberships and lessons also make great Christmas presents. Lady Eagles lose last night to Florida Gulf Coast 68-62. to And uh, unfortunately for the Lady Eagles, a couple got a little losing streak going on. Um, they fall to 7-3 and three overall, the 62 points. The Golden Eagles uh, were led by Dom Davis with 30. Ja'Cory Bracey had 10. Malak Grayson had 7. So Lady Eagles now losing two out of their last three, looking to uh, to recap, get some momentum as they go into conference play. Uh, they are off until next Saturday when they begin conference play at Regering Coliseum, 2 p.m. against Marshall. All right, um, Kelly, let's go back before we, before we talk about what's happened over the weekend. Uh, just comments on, on John White. But yeah, to, to echo what Will said, you know, articulate, you know, I, I think what the Golden Eagle Nation, though, should understand for people who are, and, and you mentioned, you alluded to it yesterday, Luke, on our remote down at Ramey's, as good as John White is, all right, it's unrealistic to expect that this kid's going to be able to step, you know, onto a college field and take command of the show with Ethan Crawford's already had a year in the system, right. you know, bigger, stronger, all those sorts of things. So I, I hope that people won't unnecessarily burden this kid, you know, with expectations. Reason, reasonable? Yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody I, – I do think there are people out there that think that, you know, he may play. Well, if he plays, he can play. Ethan Crawford played this year. But um, – you you got two talented guys at the quarterback position. I know somebody's going to say, well, we've said that the last two or three years. Okay, here, here's what you do. You can only play with the people on your roster, okay? And Will Hall has gone out and recruited guys the last three years, and he has got basically the best quarterback prospect in the state of Mississippi three years in a row. Some of them didn't work out. It happens. Ty Key's headed to Louisiana Tech. I get it. But – you just signed the best quarterback prospect in the state of Mississippi, so and it's going to help time career pastor. So yeah, to 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 that competition makes people better, yes. and, and it is going to help the fact. I think it's going to help immensely that he's there at semester break. He's going to you know he'll be enrolled in in January, so he'll he'll get to go through the entire spring drills, learn the the playbook with Coach Long now as he instills you know, his offense. He's got longer starting in January. He doesn't have to rush it starting in summer school, so that's going to be a better deal for him. All around. And and, and I think he's a guy – this is just something I heard just slightly. He was talking about you know Davis Dalton. He said he's one of my receivers. I mean, that that's not a swag comment. That is that, – that's a, that's a confidence comment. I mean, and what I mean by that is – I trust him. Yeah, I trust him, and yeah. and John John White is going to be a dude that's going to command leadership. I think hey. I, I think that's going to be a, a real key important attribute for uh, for Southern Miss football in the years to come. And I want to I want to give a shout out and a kudos to uh, Dom Davis on the Lady Eagle basketball team. Now, you said thirty points she scored. Yeah, what athlete, man or woman? College basketball is scoring thirty points a game now. Well, thirty points out of the sixty six that were scored, <laughs> right? Girl I mean, from uh, Iowa, Caitlin Collins, but that's about it. But that's about it. Yeah, and it used yeah. to be even, but even on the men's side, right? You, you don't see guys scoring thirty points. No, 
you know, anymore. So, I mean, that just – if you haven't seen Dom Davis play, you, you should. I mean, she's, she's – she was one that transferred from LSU. I need to apologize real quick. Did she score 32? No. Oh. I, I just – I just insulted Caitlin Clark from Iowa. Caitlin Collins is an anchor for CNN. I, I, I knew who you meant, though. I'm really sorry. Caitlin Clark, baller, shot caller. Enjoyed uh, watching her play. Anyway, Caitlin Clark as well. But I, to your point, Dom Davis is, is doing something right now that doesn't happen. Right. And Southern Miss fans need to be aware of that, and they need to watch her while she's still playing. Yeah, And this is her senior year, yes? Yep, it is. Yeah, I think when so. you talk to these other women's teams, they'll say that you know she was the, the like the Clarence Weatherspoon with Southern Miss and with Purvis yeah. Ellis and with Louisville. She you looked over. She there. could be a she could be hanging from the rafters one day. I mean, that's the type of career that that she's having. All right, about a minute left. We'll break it down. Uh, what the uh, Super Talk Christmas schedule is going to look like. All right. So starting on Sunday at one p.m., you have Mississippi Christmas with Steve Azar. That will go through Christmas Day. Uh, that would be Monday. So we are off Christmas Day. We're also airing a best of show on Tuesday. Uh, Good morning, Jones County in uh, Laurel will have a best of show as well. So company holidays Monday and Tuesday. Hope that you get to spend some time with family like we're going to get to. And then we'll get Wait, to best of. I didn't think we had those center. <laughs> yeah, they have to dig deep. I want to sure. say those are the ones where Kelly is actually not here. Well, that would that would that would go without saying. I would think if you're talking about the best, right? But, Good but stuff. Then when we get back to work, we'll get ready for Georgia Southern. It's time we will. Conference play starts next week. Hey, that's gonna wrap it up on the Eagle Hour. Got a Christmas weekend. Hang out with your family. So thankful for Matthew one twenty one that the uh, the virgin would have a child and you call his name Jesus. He will save his people from their sins. Merry Christmas to us from the Eagle Hour. We'll catch you next week. And as always, Southern Miss to, to the, the top. top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.